class, everybody. I am your host, Ethan. And I am your sweaty host, Ricky. <laughs> Today, we are talking about the best arc in Bleach by far. Okay. Obviously. Good old-fashioned arc analysis on the Save Rukia, Rukia Rescue, or the Soul Society arc. The Serate. But uh, how you doing today, man? You know, uh, not bad. Had... Yeah. You know, work and shit. You know, same same old, same old. I worked uh, from home today, so I worked in the darkness of my room. AKA, didn't do a thing. Didn't do jack squat, except I actually had to do stuff today. There were clients just on fire left and right today, so I wanted to do nothing. I will tell you, and I know people at work are listening right now, it's I wanted to do you're nothing. you're not a firefighter, so I wonder why they turned to totally you. Totally unqualified, right? Why did they turn to you? They usually, all I do That's is code. Psychotic. All I do is code, and they're like, <laughs> strap this on and take this hose. The building is on fire, and I'm like, I'm not trained for this. Do you want something solved in your computer? Yeah, right? My computer is melting. Help me <laughs> out. Get it. It's on fucking <laughs> fire, dude. But one thing I wanted to bring up before we started, um, we, you know, if you haven't checked out our Instagram, you should totally do so. Memes on memes on memes. Um, we had a meme about uh, got boys in picture day at school, and they're posing like JoJo. And this person, blank JoJo, said that he or she actually did a JoJo pose for their yearbook photo. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Did you ever think that was even possible, like possibly flexible enough? Anyone? Well, I guess some people in the world, but have you ever been flexible enough to do a real proper JoJo pose? I, I think the problem is I have a spine, man. Yeah, exactly. That's really the problem. Yeah, all Joe stars don't have a spine. Instead, they have muscle where the spine should be. So they just are held up by pure muscle and, uh, you know, manliness up until part four. Exactly. So. Yeah, muscle and just overall chutzpah they, they are leaking chutzpah <laughs> from every pore you know what enough enough with the jibber jabber ethan yeah let's get into it let's get into it Great. so bleach one of the top big three of of shonen anime uh overall as a show how do you like it gain like out of 100 where's your where are you standing on it yeah it's like an easy 96 for me but it's all like nostalgia driven okay like i don't think it's genuinely like that good of a story even trying to remove myself from it it's gonna it's gonna be a straight 90 still like right I, it, like it's it's really hard to not say like yeah i i fucking loved it dude <laughs> it's hard not to and, and like most of that will be exhibited in this first arc so there's a lot to talk about mm -hmm. um i did want to quickly say we're gonna try to do the same kind of deal where near the end we'll kind of deal with spoilers i mean this is like 20 this, years old this show so like is so ancient honestly if you if you haven't seen it like absolutely you should totally but see um it. what we're also gonna do our our favorite guy to watch for really quick anime summaries somo gaming has somo a video gaming. i think it's bleach in 16 minutes it's hysterical and obviously hilarious and you can watch from the very beginning of the video until six minutes and ten into that video, and you will have the entire first arc. Mm -hmm. No, no, actually, do you consider the f the beginning of Bleach the start of this arc? But of course, I actually don't. I think there's this weird prelude, kind of to the whole where the show really kicks off. And I don't, and I'll tell you exactly why. You, oh, okay, so I think it starts right when. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, you you Renji show up. I'm telling you why. Uh, go ahead. So what happens, like, basically in the beginning, right? Yes. Ichigo can see dead people. <laughs> he's, he's dead <laughs> End of people. show. Yeah, That's yeah. it. No. Um, so 
like the real start of the show is Rukia coming into his bedroom, right? And mm-hmm. then he sees her, and he and that's like freaks her out a bit because oh, yeah, he ain't supposed to be able to. Not even close. And then uh, like instantly, Karin gets kidnapped, heart snatched. Right, that's by his a, little sister, by the way. By a hollow. By a hollow, and she has to go fight and try to save him, but she gets like. This is kind of the really bad part is, like, she's a strong-ass soul reaper. Like, she's an assistant captain. That is the one thing, too. Yeah, she got smacked. By, like, an absolute fodder-level poo-poo face. Yeah. Hollow. Anyway, so she gets injured in some way, and she's like, Ichigo, if you want to save your sister. Throw yourself on my sword. throw yourself on my sword. Which, by the way, insane that he's like, okay. Sure. Yeah. I'll do it. Anyway, so he throws himself on her sword and uh, attains or unlocks the power of the soul reaper. The Shinigami. Right. But but here's here's why. So why do you think? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, Kimmy. Don't you do a plot summary. Don't you I'm do not. it. This is it. Okay. So, because she did that, mm-hmm. she has to be executed. Thus, fair. Save Rukia because she helped me. Fair. And my family. The The counterpoint to that is the viewers don't know that this was a crime until that whole early, like, monster of the week feel ended. And, like, that's why I, it feels like such a dissonance between the first, like, 25 episodes and then when Byakuga and Renji show up to get her. That is when you both leave that Monster of the Week nonsense behind and you find out of the gravity of her crimes. And then that's, I think, revealing that and Ichigo getting absolutely slapped by a captain right. kind of kicks everything off and you now have a proper arc beginning because then you have motive. You have motive then. Yeah, I think that is a point. <laughs> I, I heard you almost say good point. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think it's a good point, and I'll tell you why. Because it's a great point. Let's keep going. No. <laughs> if you if you really want me to be honest, I think it was a really bad point. Oh, come on. Okay, so, then, wait, counterpoint me. Okay, so Rukia knows she did something wrong, and if you recall, because she transferred her power or whatever to mm-hmm. Ichigo, she's slowly losing the ability to do her job. Right. So, if they didn't do the monster of the week type thing, Ichigo wouldn't realize like, "Hey, I got to like kind of carry on for her after she dies." Okay. Because remember the way they do this is like they'll send Shinigami to the to the human plane to deal with hollows and right. kind of like send send other uh souls beyond um, and they give them like districts and shit like it's that. It's like their version of like police work. Exactly. That's all it is. So if that police vanishes, then a bunch of hollows will start to show up. If you want blah, the powers blah, blah, blah. of a police officer, let me shoot you in the stomach. <laughs> Say no more. Folks, that does not work. Do not. <laughs> don't, abort. Abort. Please don't do this. <laughs> do not do that. Um, but regardless of where it starts, would you say the meat actually does start when she gets taken? I mean, uh, that's where the arc starts to go. Well, it gives you, it yeah. really gives you like the stakes right yes yes i mean what's kind of nuts is the other thing that makes it um start earlier i think is because Mm -hmm. unless you did your monster of the week stuff where she's teaching him she's going to school with him like 
who gives a shit if he, she gets kidnapped? I'm not saying. Oh, yo, I'm not saying it's it's a bad section. I just didn't feel like. I it just was- wanted to know why you think it's such a bad section. <laughs> because it was trash. <laughs> Monster of the Week is for bad writers only. No, yeah. no, no. I, I think it does have a place. I think it it gets the audience like their feet wet with the concept of Shinigami and what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I just don't know what you got against Taikubo. Where did you hear this? <laughs> Taikubo is a he's a brilliant man. He's a brilliant man. So, um. I think you touched on the first big point about why it's almost unanimously agreed that this Soul Society arc is probably the best written, the most fun to watch, the best in general, is the stakes. The stakes don't feel crazy. Every other arc after this, it's all about the world is at stake, society, Soul Society is at stake, literally planes, multi-planes of existence are at stake. But in this one, he is saving a friend. With his friends, it is classic shonen personal. It's the stuff you see in My Hero Academia, where like the, the world's not at stake, just your friend was captured, and I gotta get him back. Right, and I think there's some like pretty bonkers shit that goes down in this arc. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, like since you're so new to the like world in general at this point, I think it doesn't feel as crazy as like stuff starts feeling, you know, post Eisen meeting chair sama type oh, stuff oh gosh yeah. um or like you know <laughs> some of the filler arcs are just god awful but How dare you bring up the filler arcs in this laboratory do like, you there's multiple guys there's, there's literally the, just to put it in perspective in the middle of one of the most iconic fights in the series they hard deviated and then went and did a filler arc yeah it was grotesque it was it, it was, was a blasphemy. abomination yeah it was frankly. sickening but um no but I, so <laughs> what i liked about the first arc versus the rest you know like that obviously the power scaling issue wasn't really a thing yet or power escalation but it kind of was but they played it off I'm, really I'm, well i was hoping you'd bring it up because i really want to dive into this because but i think it played off well okay so yeah i actually kind of agree so at first let's isolate ichigo just in this arc how did you feel about his rapid ascension of power level from the time, you know, from just the time he uh, met Renji to the time he saved Rukia. I mean, think about what his accomplishments were in just that time frame. Well, I mean, I think what you have going for you as, like, the viewer, not, like, thinking this is crazy, crazy, is, like, all these people are either not fighting him at, like, any real amount they all still kind of see him as... as well, like, because remember, he fights Kenpachi, which which is, like, a large woo. fight. Oh, yeah. And Kenpachi gets injured and stuff, and it's like, come on. Like, we know about Kenpachi now, and it's like, if he really wanted to, he could have cut him in half and, yes. like, honestly laughed in his face. But he did take the eye patch off. It did come Accidentally, off. Accidentally, he got it cut off. Regardless, he can't... There's a reason... It was on because he can't purposefully suppress his spiritual pressure. So he doesn't have that capacity because it's just yeah, so massive. But uh, I didn't uh, Zangetsu like help him at that point. Yes, they so, like doubled up their whatever. Yeah, it gets, yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. a little like we'll contrived. Mm-hmm. But um, what what I do like like power escalation does feel crazy for him because I mean beginning of series, you know what what's cool is they start off by saying, "Wow, your sword's massive." Yes, that's your first indication. Yeah, like you special. got a really phallic symbol right off the bat. <laughs> no, no, 
Yeah, so he's got a really like large sword. Your shiny sword is super long, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. And Rukia keeps telling him, wow, your sword is so huge. Oh my god. Can I see that sheath real quick? <laughs> no. So, so for, they for basically the... they basically say like your sword size is relative to your spiritual pressure, which uh, I guess we should just say that that's the like power system within this world is Riatsu, spiritual pressure, or whatever you want to call it, depending right. on whatever translation you read or heard. And they mentioned that if captains didn't unlock their Shikai and just left it at the base level, that their swords would be as big as buildings. And where Ichigo's is already like Buster Sword, well, Final Fantasy level. Well, they don't say that till the end, kind of. You don't think so? I thought, no. I thought that's when he was teaching him Shikai in his weird basement that basically he's like my uruhara uruhara excuse me i think he's just way overrated um <laughs> and that's why you were wrong you were wrong then Who, you were whatever. Wrong now. <laughs> no so i think honestly the first time was when his dad tells him about uh he's fighting grand fisher and oh, yeah. he's like he's got a puny little sword and he goes because <laughs> i can control yeah. my re- can control yeah, my yeah. spiritual pressure so we're not gonna get into that's way way later but um like other things I really loved, you know. Well, anyway, so yeah, let's stick on this really fast. We're, so we love this show so much; yeah, it's hard I mean, not it's to go so tangential much. anywhere. But with Ichigo, I actually did not like the quickness he gained his bankai. I really didn't. Um, that yeah, was but they of... did explain it away fairly well. Like it oh, wasn't yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, like believe in yourself type situation. What was cool, and this is one of the cooler parts. Mm-hmm. So like. Definitely put yourself in in the shoes of your of like the first time you watch this because it'll be um, you know now that you've watched the whole series or a lot of the series or a lot of series in general like something like this maybe doesn't hit you as hard but like the internal conversation with Zangetsu yes like and this I, internal reverse rainy world yeah that like, and that that becomes a mainstay for the entire series and. Uh, the depictions of Ichigo interacting with his Shinigami powers was in full force in it probably in the best depicted in this arc. Later it gets a little crazy, but it never goes off the wall. But you're right. I think the way that he gained it in a very expedited way, it didn't feel cheap. But what I did think it cheapened a little bit is the impact of what Bankai is to the Shinigami. Right. Because as Byakuga said that, you know, people that train for... Byakuya. Byakuya. Oh, my God. Fine. Byakuya. <laughs> I just want to help you. As a Byakuya, sit over there and let me tell <laughs> No, no. Fine. Byakuya. He mentioned that um, it takes over 100 years to even gain a Bankai and then even further to perfect it. And even with all that training, only people that are lucky or born noble can even think about achieving this. And I think that if that were to maybe have been more pushed further earlier on before Ichigo revealed his, then that would have kind of cemented how Ichigo is meant in a way as a character to break Soul Society's rigidity, both in their perception of the rules and in their perception of power. Because power, as a lot of them say, is almost like at this level is like almost a luck thing. It's luck, but also a lot of preparation and training. And he just is like, two days, boop, I'm in. I'm in the Bankai Club. No big deal. Easy peasy. Yeah, I I mean, I totally agree. Obviously, it was too fast. Like, you'd like to see 
him earn it more than just having like an internal, you know, struggle. Right. But I think that's kind of, this is gonna sound stupid, but yeah, I it. think that's honestly part of it that was like so cool about it. It's oh, like, never mind. That was stupid. It's okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm just I mean, kidding. It I'm was, just kidding. But, no, but I see what you're saying. But like this dude comes out of nowhere. He's literally here just to like help his friend. Like that's the other thing is like his only goal is to help someone else. It has nothing to do with like I, for funsies. I love that. I no do. for funsies. No for funsies. This ain't for play play. This is this is <laughs> real real. <laughs> real real. This is real real. And that's the thing is I've always been a huge fan this of shit right here <laughs> is my <laughs> swag. It's my swag. Soul society. Oh, this is right here is my soul society. Yeah. No, so I mean it's it's funny because like I think all shown and out there, past, present, and future, if you keep the stakes personal, it is so much more relatable while you still have these wacky, insane powers. Hunter X Hunter, uh, my hero, they do that fantastically, and that's why they are either remembered super fondly or insanely popular now. And this is why this arc, even with the weird power-ups, still feels good and well-written like to watch um, because it's all something you can relate to. It's like, do you have the power to save your friends? Would you? Oh yeah, absolutely uh, not. Duh. Oh no, would you let would you let him get executed by a giant phoenix? Hey bird man, thing? they broke the rules. <laughs> <laughs> they broke the rules. Who but- am I to step in front of the Serate's <laughs> rules? Oh man, but it's yeah, been around for two thousand years. <laughs> that is the thing, though. I mean, they they really do world build in this arc better than any other world they have to introduce, and I, I think it's. It's almost a masterclass in, in how, you know, Ichigo shows up. He gets into the Serate in, by, like, nefarious means with, like, that crazy cannon thing. Right. Um, but the enemy, quote-unquote, is waiting for him. So he's not dropping in and then, oh, how come on in? You have a nice, like, old woman giving you tea and a bed for the night. Uh-uh, you're in the shit day one, second one, get after it. And that's – I love that because as he fights – he then learns that these literal death gods are very human. You know, when he fought Renji, you know, he was just like, it's my fault that Ruki is getting killed. It's my fault. I've known her since childhood. It, it really personalized him, and it just kept going. Yeah, I, I, I think Renji's fight was a, in my opinion, a very humanizing part of the arc. Because mm-hmm. I, I still think, um, like, Byakuya's, like, excuse was really fucking shit. Well, I gotta follow the rules. I'm noble. Blah, so blah, blah. I but act- let's yeah, click well, a clicky ringy. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, like, he felt so personally responsible, I think that yeah. hit that hit everybody. That hit me hard, man. You know? And then he's like, go save her for me. Please do it. Yeah. And, and, that, and every fight was personal for Ichigo, too, because, like I said, he's in the shit now. And up to this point, he had been fighting kind of fodder at that point absolute fodder absolute fodder and he's now and fighting he instantly third seat ikaku <laughs> kind of slaps him a little oh, bit oh he might be yeah, yeah he he's, is third seat third seat third seat right? is too yeah. um oh he might be four behind peacock fella yeah yeah in any anyway, ca- anyway in any case yeah sec uh third or fourth which is nuts in the in the fighting division yes and then he fights renji like, kimpachi he goes from Vayakuya. third or fourth seat to vice captain to captain to captain with a yeah. bankai, and he takes down their execution tool. Sokyo, Sokyo, that's been around for 
thousands of years. Yeah, it was like 2,000 years. It has the power of 10,000 Zanpakuto. Slap! And yeah. That, it's, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. The way they progress the fights, it feels very almost exponential in a controllable way. You know, it's not so... Isn't that nuts, though? It's very well-paced. Like, honestly, like, if you just use logic, you don't you put any nostalgia in it. It was, like, unbelievably fast. Like, unnecessarily fast. It was fast. It was fast. Like, but He's why... kicking Captain's ass instantly, but we feel like it was okay. Right. So, so I, w- I went online, and I, I was like, can somebody explain that bit? And the only good argument I can really kind of pick out, I guess it was just a well-written argument, was that... It was it was alluded to from the beginning that Ichigo was never meant to be normal. He was this intersection between a whole bunch of circumstances, and um, in that vein, he like his base level is just so much higher than anyone's base when they started out. I, I think that's the only way you can even explain well, that. The, thi- the thing about that is the only the only two things you had going for you to to like allude to that is that he could see these spirits right and that they said wow your sword's massive your sword is thick like that was literally the only two things so like i think that's a bit of a stretch i'll give it to them yeah provisionally provisionally yeah they can get a certificate from the weebologist but not the full degree it's they got an s for satisfactory this is a pass fail class then <laughs> and they we're pass. not in japan s doesn't mean <laughs> perfecto well, then yeah, depending where you're from that's Perfection. Um, but I, I, I want to talk about, too, just the way that some of these characters develop because, my goodness, I mean, I don't think I related to any, many characters after this arc at all. Nothing really tugged at the heartstring. I don't know. I really, really uh, kind of, I would say connected on a deep, deep level with Aizen. Oh, did you? Yeah. What, was, what exactly was it about him? What what really what really got your goat with Just him? like being a genius. Like, <laughs> it's so lonely. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just got to be like, yeah, maybe I am just like too smart. Maybe I should just like take on the Soul King. I can't even believe you right now. <laughs> you, you, you're comparing yourself to Isaac. I would say he was probably modeled after me. It, was he? Yeah. Are you sure you weren't modeled after him? No, uh... So, Dad, you'll have to obviously confirm or deny this. By watching Bleach. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, I think what I heard, and this is this is literally through the grapevine. Okay. Tight Kubo was oh. in America. Okay. In 1994. And he saw your two-year-old ass. And so was I was just one. Like, <laughs> and for whatever reason, he was in Cincinnati, and he came up, <laughs> saw my parents, and they're like, yeah, this kid's a, honestly a freak. The man, and since so, uh, he didn't say a word, he shed a single tear with a smile on his face, left, and started drawing panels the in The crazy car. part? Yeah. Doesn't know English. Oh, my gosh. They had a whole conversation. Didn't, didn't hear a word. So, yeah, you and him conversed in perfect Japanese? No, 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 not me. Oh. My parents. I thought you were a genius, though. <laughs> I was one. <laughs> I mean, genius doesn't know any age, man. I was one. <laughs> I mean, Ray. I mean, Ray from Promise Neverland knew all his shit when he was one. So he just remembers it. He <laughs> just know. remembers it. No, anyway. So, um, but wait, you know what? Let's use that segue. Aizen. You're right. I am the we- best. Aizen <laughs> <laughs> as a villain in this arc. Oh my god, dude! You just blew the whole load, man. Well, I mean, he. Uh, Whatever. All right, we're all, we're, we're nearly halfway it. through the episode. We're on so it. So we're just gonna go ahead and do some spoilers. This spoiler is 20 years old. Okay, but like, 
Yeah, and everyone knows about it anyway. Yeah. But so like if you're watching this for the first time, which we did obviously when we watched it for the first time, um, you think Eisen is a good guy, one okay. of the captains okay. that is killed like instantly while um, Ichigo enters the Soul Society. Literally pinned up against so, the wall right, some, like someone else's like sword. Stapled up. Stapled to it. And so you instantly think the stakes just got like really effing way higher than you thought. Like It's almost like a murder mystery inside the Serate. Yes. And it was just like, it's a huge whodunit. And they're While starting to have, blame you know, Ichigo and his squad they're because the only, they're the only guys they know of that's like intruding. Mm-hmm. And so like... Like, I mean, we obviously talked about this before, but we think that that Aizen reveal was maybe like one of the best villain reveals in history. I, th- I think it's up there in my top three that I've seen. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We had an episode that's all about our favorite villains. And we yeah. talked about Aizen. Uh-huh. Well, and then we kind of, yeah, it's all right. So we spoiled that too. Then it's all good. It's all good. Wow. Um, but he, and so he basically like, how was that? Re- how did that reveal go? What's the, what's the chick's name that didn't he throw someone in front of um little little ice boy toshiru toshiru and didn't he was toshiro wasn't he gunning for somebody no so what happens is he he reaches in and grabs a hogoku from inside of rukia Mm -hmm. because urahara hidden it hit her in her yeah so yeah i don't (laughs) i still don't know and i've seen it 15 like times i don't get it i don't know what happened i don't really know why um but somehow he hit it in rukia kuchki yeah um and so aizen also somehow figures out that it's in her side of her he's a mad genius yeah but he plucks it out of her and then uh ichigo goes to attack him maybe that was right before he pulls it out of anyway he attacks each uh aizen Mm -hmm. and aizen stops his entire sword with one finger or he grabs it like this and uh then so we had thought he was dead until this literal point and he grabs it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Oh, because Tozen and the other dude comes up there and try to mess it up. That's it. And Gein. So he, I don't know, man. Like, as so far- not only was he like the bad, the big bad, and now he looks cool with his slick back hair, Ooh. but he took two other captains with him: Gein and Toshin. Tosin. Tozen. Yeah. Tozen. Yeah. And they, what an interesting development because. Gein always kind of had that personality. He already, he always kind of had that shifty, shiftiness to him, and he looked like a snake. He always yeah, had exactly. the snake illusion, illusion to him. And um, Tozen is just a man of justice and like pure blind justice, blind unadulterated <laughs> justice. Oh man! So he because he's blind. Get it? <laughs> Wait, another spoiler. Yeah. How dare you? Shut up. <laughs> so, no, he. Um, I, I think was what was his reasoning that he vibed with Eisen's thought about the soul king being a ruthless tyrannical yeah, basically. Like, dictator. Who he basically was... just vibed with him on like one like night they got high or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, like, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> dude, he is just a chair, dude. Ooh, <sighs> crazy man. So yeah. So basically he, he and Gein basically fly away with Eisen and literally set up the stakes for the rest of the show. Um, I think that was the last good moment as far as stake and power escalations go because after that, it really gets a little bit too out there. I don't know. I still think the Wakamunda arc was very good. Not saying it's not, but, but we do have to do a comparison about why. Well, I think the stakes were also good. The problem, though, is 
you're kind of bored of people getting kidnapped at that point. You know what? That, that might was be the only thing. That might be more right because the rescue blank arc concept was already done. And right. then what, and then what like, did Kubo do? You're like, oh yeah. Round you know two, what? baby. Uh, Orihime gets taken off. Oh, come on. <laughs> Orihime, he, and she just loses all sense of personality like from that point onward yeah. in my head because she may have stood up to one of the, one of the uh, Espada once. And that was it. The rest of her script was like, Kurosaki-kun! And that was well, it. Well, that, and she was f- literally useless except for her one ability to, like, reverse time or whatever it was yes. on, on wounds. Um, I kind of want to talk about, like, the aesthetics of the show, though. Hit me with it. Because I think this is what instantly I resonated with. Okay. So I think the first time I watched it was either the end of high school or the first year of college. Okay. So that's like 2011-ish time frame. Mine was definitely – I was definitely binging it sophomore year when I lived with RoboPat. So, yes, I remember – I must have been around then. So the aesthetics of the show are interesting. I like – they're sharp. It's it's like yeah and no at the same time. It's grainy. It's gritty. It feels very like industrial. I don't know. And, and then like the, the soundtrack to boot, I, I think it soundtrack really puts you – rips yeah first oh of all i listen to that shit on youtube like all the time it's anyway. so good but like i think it really puts you in a space where you're like um you're very obviously not in the world that we know the modern you know? oh okay and it's like i don't know just like it feels very gritty and then like the way they just depict certain like things like for instance soul pressure as being this like almost like a vibration like, like right. gravity yeah and like this you can see all these lines pushing things down right and weaker people literally like be brought to their knees like feeling like i'm getting crushed under this and the the effect that they add really shows it because it isn't just like an aura they use that later but it's as if everything in sight was affected and that was ballin i love that right and um just like so like the obviously the cinematics and the you know grainy kind of feel that it had i don't know man it just made it feel very like industrial to me and then they obviously couple with that amazing soundtrack that like there is very industrial like sounds and like yeah and, like so screeches so you're feeling and, like, like it, had a, it had like a and, like, gritty edgy feel to it i think it was very well set in in the upper side of shonen mm-hmm. not the lower ages i got you um but i, know, but I, I also think that's what kind of left it behind from the other two hmm. of the the u.s or western thought of the big three yeah i think you know, from a shonen genre for it to be like older centric sort of. It definitely was on that side. Yeah. And I don't think that that uh, really helped it versus like a One Piece or a Naruto. Because the color palette of the other two are just chipper. Yeah. Like, blasted like, everywhere. Oh my gosh. One Piece is just this saturated like eye, eye fest. It's great to look at. It's very pleasing. Um, and all everything's rounded in that show. Very rounded edges. Luffy's got a very rounded design. But the, what I like about it in that particular arc is that you can tell if you watch the entire show, that last fight at the very end in the Fullbring arcs and stuff, it felt more New Age. You can tell it was made more digitally. It had faster uh, motion, more frame rates. But something about that original arc, it, it, it had that almost old style anime that maybe were like 
Dragon Ball Z kind of came from. You can tell it's not, the lines aren't super clean. It had the graininess visually a little bit too. Right. You can tell it was from, it almost was from a different era while still being new. And then it slowly transitioned away from that. But I do miss that a lot. Yeah. And I think like just basically the scenes in general, like nearly everything is at night unless they're at school. Yes. And then the Serate is just this like, stark contrast to the world just of the living white just like, white yeah buildings, literally like crazy. Like white 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 buildings white walls all these things mm-hmm. and like this like <laughs> tan street or something like that <laughs> i can't street. remember what color it was but like it was just a very like stark contrast and i think it it led to like I, first of all i love the art of the serate because it felt very like ethereal like very heavenly yeah i'm supposed to be it's where the it's where literal gods live okay. right so the, you're right the aesthetic is very very on point and uh I, and all the character designs for all the captains too fantastic just fantastic oh yeah i mean you gotta say if nothing else for tight kubo those character designs are crazy and he designed so many. Like He did. You... And their backstories and just the... Yeah, because he had the design. We were talking about the other day on another episode that every captain needed a design. Every vice captain needed a design. A lot of third and fourth seats need right. designs. Potentially fifths. Potentially you know. fifths, depending on how important they are. It's It was a lot. And I almost feel that maybe the like the next arcs, like the Hasamundo arc, started to tip the scale of too many characters. Because it went, you got the Vizards, you have all of the Irankar. I, I don't know, maybe maybe they, they really hit a sweet spot in that first yeah, arc. Yeah, so like I said in the two episodes ago, I love all the different groups. That's, uh, oh, yeah, so exactly. It, it really, it really uh, hit me close to home, but I think what happens when you get too overzealous about how many people is like, you can't go as deep into everybody, That's which I think at. is what you're getting at. Yeah. Like, like uh, Hachi, the I think he was the vice captain of the Keto Corps. Yeah, he's one of the wizards. Like you know nothing other than that about him, as far as I know. That boy's thick though. And like, good lord, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's a thick boy. He's like a big ass bowling pin. <laughs> he just yeah. and like I don't know. Like I think also in Waco Mundo, you you just yearn to see all the captains like so bad. That's part because of it he too, built man. up. He built up so much like. I think admiration or, you know, I don't, I can't call it idolization. Like you just wanted to watch all these other stories. Right. So bad. Like not that Ichigo is necessarily a boring character, but he's not like, since he's, he's so Sundere. He, is he? He's just kind of like, ah, what? Like he's, he's like, aloof. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's like supposed to be. Like, not interested in doing all this, but he's just going to save his friends. <laughs> I want power to save my well, friends, well, I he's, think. he's a shonen main character. He needs to be this kind of empty-ish shell with attributes that most boys or teens or me want to aspire to. You know, like, wants to save his friends, wants power to fight. Like, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but so I get that. I'm just saying he's very one-dimensional, and all these captains... By contrast. Right, have so many different dimensions, facets... That, you know, as people from the world of the living, we didn't really, like, have any real concept of. So, like, like I'll just tell you, the whole series, I just wanted to see Yamamoto go all out. Oh, yeah. It's it's a crime that he didn't get and, that. And it's because, I think, for me, things like, um, and what they did amazing in this, this show, in this arc specifically, was they dropped little throwaway lines where mm-hmm. they'll be like, I've, you know, why do you think I've been the head captain for a thousand years? And you're sitting there like, 
And you're like, why? Holy Tell shit, me why? why, Yamamoto. Seriously, I need and to goes, know. And he goes, because there hasn't been a Shinigami born stronger than me in all that time. Swing! Oh my like, god, yeah. give me a fight worth right. watching, dude. Like, oh god. <laughs> he literally pulls his sword out and everything around him melts. He doesn't have a good yeah. competitor. But I get what you're saying is that they, I think Kubo might be one of the masters in, in like old school shonen of character subversion. Because everyone, like, I didn't expect Kem- Kempachi to be like able to respect anybody. I didn't even think Renji was like had a heart at I all. I thought he was at a first. prick. Yeah, he's a piece of shit initially. Yeah. And then he becomes one of my, if one of my favorite characters, honestly. Um, and Byakia, like, you would think he's just this rigid asshole, but the reason why he felt the need to follow the rules in this case is because he already broke them once by taking Rukia in. So he, like, it was a lot more nuanced. And you thought that... Yeah, it, it's just, yeah. it feels weird. So, like, it it feels even older school than, like, medieval almost. Because, like, like I'm just thinking in general, like, kings and nobles they can do whatever the fuck they want right normally it definitely felt like feral state like well like that's what it feels like from our world is like right right if you're if you're a lord you can do whatever you want well mm-hmm. in this world for whatever reason like nobles are held to a really high standard right it's not like they just rule it right they they, 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 they got are the chops like, to back it up like, and, and that would be a japanese thing that was kind of like lost in translation but like uh the kuchkis and the Shahoeans, right? Yeah. They're like expected to run this exact squad. And you're expected to have a strong squad. You're expected to do all these things right. And so, you know, they did a couple, he, him specifically, did a couple things outside the realm of like normal. Yeah. To that, um, right. like status quo of, of the like royal families. And, and like we find out way, way later that like, there was more royal families that did some shit, and now they're not. Yeah, so, I mean, and it, it wasn't from just these are the rules. It's you guys are the reason why. Like, you're the enforcers of these rules. Right. We look to you to keep the order more so than others. So, And, like, I can understand that. Like, if you have a captain that is constantly breaking the rules and doing shit like that, like, it's not going to see. Get him out of here. Right. Well, it just doesn't feel like you're you're, you're – rules mean anything right exactly so like i understand that but then you have like the stark contrast of kimpachi right he does whatever the fuck he wants and he doesn't care yeah everyone because and that's why he's leading the the fighting most battle heavy squad is because this this society the serite is not shying away from power they just have rigidity in place to put certain people like you a big brainiac 12th division for you you want to battle hard and get gutsy on the battlefield 11th for you you want to get medical fourths for you like right. that's that's what those rigidity and that boundaries are set up to you know be a well-rounded powerful you know goatee 13 and that's why i like this arc so much with ichigo because this more than most you know his place in all this is to shatter boundaries is to shatter preconceptions that have been there for hundreds if not thousands of years and that's why I think I can forgive maybe his power scaling right. and his attitude because, you know, Soul Society needed a swift kick in the ass with orange hair to get to get all them moving into maybe a, a more futuristic mindset. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think it does work. But isn't to- it weird because they have the 11th, uh, 12th Division doing all this, like, futuristic crazy shit. Right. Like, scientifically. 
and then they're also still like very like feudal lord time feeling like they just shove them in their lap just go stick in the stay in the lab and just do your thing yeah but they have like like these cell phones and shit like i don't know it just feels it feels very like (laughs) like very technologically advanced up there and then also like repressed at the same time which might be a decent metaphor for japan as a whole Ooh, i like where your head's at yeah it could be interesting that they're moving forward while still maintaining themselves in a certain order that's been there for a long time um so a weird thing also like normally we would say like a one-dimensional character sucks right like a general right right but like think about the ones that we have here like like ichigo we already kind of mentioned but kimpachi his only dimension is i want to fight i want to have fun i want to find somebody that can fight with me mm-hmm. like that's it but everybody loves Kenpachi. It didn't feel... Yeah, I don't think they like him. I think they respect no, his power. No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, viewers. Oh, viewers love him. And I and I think he doesn't necessarily need any subversion. Maybe the only subver- subversive moment for me was I didn't think he can respect anybody except for his vice captain. He didn't seem to respect any of his squad just because he's just that much more powerful and powers everything in the 11th. But then he found Ichigo, and it's just like, oh, heavy breathing. Let's go. It's kind of like uh, Hisoka and Gon and, and yeah, uh, a little, a little bit, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So Hisoka kind of looks down. He does his own thing. He has his own agenda, and then Gon steps in and he's like, "All right, you're my agenda now. You're you on swing. my swing." <laughs> I don't think Kenpachi ever swung with his schlong, but he did with his shiny sword. Yeah, he did for sure. And honestly, stop saying that. Absolutely not. I'm getting so frustrated in editing. But <laughs> I'm not. No, no. I'm, I'm purposefully saying shiny sword now. Oh my god. They call it in the business a catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, like, I think semi-closing thoughts here on Mm -hmm. just, like, why I loved it so much. Like, I think, you know, I don't know. It just did a lot to, like, change your perspective every, like, couple of, um, like, I don't want to call it, like, mini arcs. But, like, every, like, 30 episodes or something, something, like, random as hell happens. And you're like, what the? You don't get those shocks anymore after this arc. Right. You never feel that way. Um, you find out that that clogs and hat guys or Ahara and yeah. he was a captain and he's a science genius. You're, you're like, like what? what the hell? Yeah. And then he's teaching you like soul candy and all this stuff to get him like out of his body. It's, you know, Yaroichi is the cat. You're like, what? The-? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just this kind of crazy shit. And then, um, you know, just that culmination at the very end of like, you know, trying basically saving rukia but getting hogakus taken then like getting the whole aizen like turning coat and then like the very very end right they say you know they basically forgive him which i thought was whack as fuck they didn't quite they did forgive him him they gave him substitute uh shinigami badge which you know we do find out later has more important purposes but you need to go watch the show to find out um i think this arc never overextended itself it knew right where it needed to be right at the right time there were times in other arcs that there there i didn't feel like there are any ass pulls so hard that it couldn't be explained in the current situation in this first arc there are others in the future that I'm like, are you fucking serious? Ichigo turns into this out of nowhere. This is horseshit. Um, but I mean, that's, that's true to me. So the, the writing is unbelievably tight 
I think that is a common trope in a lot of shonens where your early arcs are very potent. Is it tight? It, I, I think it's other weird. than his name. Uh, <laughs> um, no, well, because I mean, and just like from the things we've talked about today and like rethinking about it, I don't know, man. It just seems like uh, sometimes he just kind of randomly did some stuff. And it only becomes tight later when you know the reason why all this kind of makes sense earlier. But for someone to have that kind of foresight, I mean, that, so maybe, maybe But it's, did he or did he go back to, like, explain all these plot holes? A little bit of retcon? That's all yeah. I'm asking. I, the, I, I, I think don't know. He, like, I think he might have. I think he had. we give people too much credit sometimes? Maybe. And, and I think, I think maybe even, it, it might be the sign of a good writer that even if you don't have the foresight, retcon it in a way that makes the things in the past feel like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that feels yeah. good. Like the when I watched um the last fight he had when he went in his bankai and he was kind of getting whipped a little bit and then his mask came out. I was like, the fuck? Like and damaged damaged uh Byakuya, like to the point where it nearly like took him out of the fight and I'm like, why did that happen? You don't find out until a later arc why he can do that, why that comes out. And it that then may still feel a little ass pull, but it wasn't completely unjustified. Um that might have been my only complaint of the entire arc, like a hard complaint. Like, come on. Like why pull that out just as a teaser for another arc? I mean It is and it's like completely unexplained and everything in this arc. I I, I agree you, you the know what? wizard mask is useless in this arc and kind of stupid. It is. And I think the way he could have alleviated that is kind of doubling down on Ichigo's freshness with Bankai. He could be getting stronger in that fight because he's only had it for like a day or two. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, So he has one fight with Kapachi where he says, hey, Zengetsu, let's work together and become strong. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he never does that ever, ever again. He does it, he does it no, in some filler. No, he never, ever, ever does that again. Hmm. Where they like add each other's spiritual energy together and like got strong he he did do that with the white hollow and a filler arc in the zampacto come alive one <laughs> i'm just trying to think i'm just trying to think of when he ever did that again but you think you're right in the in the main animated canon i don't think he ever did that again all i'm saying We're is get some instagram instagram person bleach expert saying like well um actually well feel free please do yeah but all i'm saying is had they used that as the method of him getting like overpowering, oh yeah, it would have felt better than like. Imagine if his connection to his Zangetsu, getting stronger. Yeah, that's some saying. Double down. That would on, be so much better. So excite, very yes. He would have gotten like you know in middle of a fight getting stronger because he's still kind of working out the kinks of the Bankai a little bit, and um, that would have been a lot cooler to see than like oh hollow mask. He's now gonna whip it, and here we are. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, so, it, kind of in closing, I love the show. I I even love the later shit. Um, that's just me, man. I don't know. I think it's because that aesthetic was just like hit me so hard at that time. I can like, see the that grainy, like adult ish, you know, feel to it. The sick ass music, that industrial, sick, scratchy. But uh, I, I think my closing thought is the show had a weird trajectory for me. Also, it was amazing dub. Amazing, the dub is very good. I Johnny Young Botch is my man. And it starts it like the show kind of starts Monster of the Week, and I'm like, all right, I can vibe with this. This is a really cool concept. And then this huge spike of interest, just amazing 
writing for me, character development, power, power display, and then a slow track down and then bottoms out with the full bring arc. Just bottoms out. But I had highs in the Soul Society arc that I did not experience anywhere else in the show, I would yeah. say. I mean, I think I like everything that isn't in in the world of the living. Yeah. Okay, I can, buy, I can vibe boring. with that. I can vibe with that. Anytime they go off-world or do something crazy, that's what I really like. Well, fake car Kiritan obviously was dope. But it was just saying. Dope. But uh, yeah, I'd like to maybe at some point in the future analyze another arc. Maybe let this one sit for a while and analyze another arc from the show and see with knowing this soul society being such a high for the show, right. what made the others a little weak by comparison? Was it because it was next to it? Was it just because it had it, um, you know, they had to live up to that, but less of a clear goal. Who knows? Who knows? Stakes be crazy. Or like a bunch of rando shit comes out. <laughs> Probably a bunch of rando shit comes out. Um, but yeah, you know what? That's it, man. Uh, thank you all for listening and coming to class. You know, you can find us on uh, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you digest your podcast yes. at. Thank you all for watching at home. If you're on YouTube, um, please like, comment, and subscribe. As you can see, we finally fixed our lights. And I fixed the lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got them uh, connected to the old interwebs. N- yeah, Nanoleaf, it wasn't you. It was me. I it literally, was us. If you remember in that episode, I said, I think it's us that sucks. We are the suck. And it was us. We commit the big suck. So everything actually was pr- – it's really dope, and I'm going to get myself a pair because I want a fantasy football league this week, and I got nice. cash on cash on cash now. So uh, if you want if you want to get cash, um, come to our Instagram. We don't have it there, but we do have memes on memes on memes. Get right. yourself a hot meme usually every day if we can find a good one. Um, and, Please. Uh, yeah. Review us on Instagram. Apple, yes right? yeah yeah reviews, five stars uh reviews help us a lot um that's how i bought this um lab five stars five stars five star lab for five star reviews and uh we will we'll keep upgrading this lab as long as we get many more reviews so yes so thank you very much i think that's uh i think that's, that's it. about it for us uh we think you've been uh learnt. you think you've been burnt and I think you got uh turned a little bit it really Hell did yeah. this has been we <laughs> thanks for coming to class i'm Peace. ricky and you're Ethan. I'm Ethan. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> we had the birthday. So sorry. Good. <laughs>